Welcome to Politics Unright. I'm Egberto Wills, your host. Happy Martin Luther King Day. We have a great program scheduled for you today. I think you're going to love this. But you know, we're going to start on a very, 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 very serious note. Martin Luther King, an interview that he gave, an economic message that he gave. And I want you guys to listen to this because this when Martin Luther King started to really get serious about the economic issues of the people of color, the economic issues of folks that have been that have been undermined for decades, that is when the problem of his life really begun. Of course, it's that's not entirely true, but we know that whenever you mess with certain people's way of being, their money, their green issues start to happen. Anyhow, listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Every other group that came as an immigrant somehow, not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? White America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, that is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes color a stigma. America freed the slaves in 19, I mean, 1863 through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base. And yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. Well, I mean, every... Okay, I, I, I hope you got that. I hope you understand that or understood that. Martin Luther King, what he's trying to make clear is those Europeans who came to this country, most were given land. They were able to go ahead. And when we were having the, the westward expansion, as we took the land away from those who have inhabited that land for millennia, as we took their land the people that we allowed to have that land were those from Europe and elsewhere. But the people who were enslaved, even after the Emancipation Proclamation, they got yet nothing. So whereas many could move westward and accumulate land and build their wealth onto stolen land, those who worked the land, those who created products on the land, they got nothing. So as 
These people who acquired and acquired and acquired grew in their own personal economies. There were some groups that had to try to lift themselves up from bootstraps they never had. And by the way, you can't really lift yourself up from a bootstrap. I want you to try that one of these days. You can't do it. It was a joke. But for those who were supposed to build themselves up, yeah, there are a few people that are going to fall through the cracks. Somebody was nice to them and gave them a little bit of capital. Somebody gave them a little bit of opportunity to make it. But most didn't. Most weren't landowners. Most weren't didn't get that 40, 40 acres and a mule. Right? So they were never able to accumulate. So as we talk about those senators that don't see when Jim Clyburn calls Jim Crow 2.0 what's occurring in Republican states to deny people of color the right to vote or to make it more difficult for them to vote. As, as mansion and cinema play as if they, they can't destroy the essence of the Senate to do that. Why? Because, you know, we are going to give the extremes more power. No, give the majority the power that they deserve and let the Bill of Rights maintain the power of the minority, the power of the individual, their individual, their inalienable rights, but everything else should be democratically achieved. But if you are going to stop democracy as cinema and mansion and every single Republican is doing right now and not want to be called out as the Jim Wallaces of the 21st century, the Jim Wallaces of now, be offended because somebody dare call you a racist because you decide that you won't change the filibuster while you change the filibuster for capital issues. The debt relief, the debt ceiling. You don't have a problem changing the filibuster for them, but for the essence of democracy, we're a group of people, even here on Martin Luther King's day, or losing it all again. You cannot, you cannot say, I will take care and do what's right so that these people can elect the people that will ensure their economic success and not do what we do decade after decade after decade. Folks, this is Martin Luther King's Day. Call your congressman, call your senator. Tell them to do the right thing because this is how democracies die. And the death of a democracy can be pretty darn not what you want. Jim Clyburn, he got it right. I want you to listen to this and then let's go ahead and take it on the other side. You know, I want to go back to President Biden. He got very serious pushback after his speech on Tuesday from all sides. Senator Dick Durbin said he took it a little too far by comparing current voting restrictions to Jim Crow. Mitch McConnell called Biden profoundly unpresidential for his divisive language. So was that fierce tone counterproductive? Absolutely not. I disagree with both those things. I know Dick. I like Dick a whole lot. But let me tell you something. That's what Jim Crow was all about. We had a vote during Reconstruction, which came to an end, by the way, in 1876. And when it came to instruction, uh, it came to an end, we got Jim Crow laws. That's exactly what these laws are about. These are Jim Crow 2.0. That is one of the strongest parts of the president's speech that I agree with. So this whole notion. When you walk around and no one has ever discriminated against you because of your skin color, 
or you never had to worry about having your vote counted. You can have those kinds of states. But you're talking to one who uh, knows a different history in this country. And that's exactly what these laws are. Jim Crow 2.0. And you know what is disconcerting? Every Democrat that you hear talk about uh, uh, Donald Trump is putting our democracy in danger. Donald Trump is being autocratic. Donald Trump doing all these things, right? You hear them say those words. Where is the act behind those words? If there is fire under under the, the American democracy now, don't you try to put it out? When you have a Joe Manchin and a, uh, a Christine Cinema deciding that they won't mess with the sanctity of the Senate. Hey, we got three, three Supreme Court unqualified conservative thugs as justices this under the presidency of Donald Trump because they decided that they were going to hold back on Obama's pick because they decided they didn't care anything about how the Senate operated. When they needed to act to get what they wanted, they acted. Now, one of the largest bases of the Democratic Party is, is the people of color, not just black folk, not just Latinos, many others. And these are the people that the Republicans have targeted not to vote. It is Jim Crow 2.0. They are targeted in the way that they have written the laws, in the places that they have put drop boxes, in the way they say, if you help your your grandmother who can't quite speak the language, English, if you help her learn how to vote, you run the risk of being thrown in jail. There are a lot of these issues. They're not asking you to count beads anymore, but they're saying you have to have an ID. We don't have a problems with having IDs, but when you have to pay for an ID that they don't want to give you, you should, if, if they want you to have an ID to vote, you should be able to go into a, a, a DPS or one of these places and say, give me my ID. This is my name. Find me. I am a bona fide United States citizen. You shouldn't even have to do that. You know what's so funny about voting? Illegal or rather, Undocumented people do not want to go vote because they don't want to take the risk of getting caught and kicked out of the country. So that has always been a red herring. But folks, Jim Crow 2.0, as Jim Clyburn said, is absolutely true. And shame on those who refuse, shame on those who have allowed, who have allowed Mitch McConnell's words to be cauterized. When Mitch McConnell says it's not presidential or he has gone too far by saying that those, those, those senators that do not support the changes in the, or, or rather support the voting, giving everyone appropriate voting rights, that they're no different than what Wallace was back in the sixties. They're no different than the Jim Crow that we had in the sixties. They're supporting it. They are supporting it. There's no two ways about it. Cinema and mansion by being able to have a cutout in the filibuster to get the, the, uh, the bill, the price bill passed to get the, uh, what is it? The debt bill passed. They allowed, remember this folks. They allowed the filibuster to lapse in order to pass a debt bill. Why can't they do that to make sure 
that everybody have equal access to the ballot. Everybody has equal access to vote. Let's understand what is going on here. They care very little about humanity where it comes to certain people while they care about some other people's money. So they won't let that debt ceiling collapse at all. But what if, if they pass laws that these other people can't vote? Oh, well, it doesn't matter to me, really, because whether Democrats win or not, I'm a Democrat, but whether Democrats win or not, I'll survive. I am doing fine. What about the others? That is why we have to get our coalition together, our multi, multi-ethnic, multi-everything coalition together so that they can never again pull things like this and think they can use any type of separative ways to have us vote completely and entirely against our interests. Shame on cinema, shame on mansion, shame on every single Republican who's not supporting the changes to the filibuster. And we, the people in in November, we better make a change. We better elect people who will blow past the filibuster and get it out of commission altogether as we start working and on, on democratizing the Senate and get into hell rid of the Electoral College. I've been giving a lot of kudos to uh, Liz Cheney recently because she has really shown some leadership in trying to uh, make uh, put Donald Trump and, and his sycophants to account for January 6th. Well, guess what? There's another Republican that is out there making waves and telling the truth. I want you to listen to him and then we'll take it on the other side. You and I spoke uh, exactly one year ago today. It was January 7th, 2021, the day after the attack. Um, and we talked about the political climate and what you thought needed to happen. I want to play for people what you said a year ago, Congressman. Yesterday, it became clear that the president is unmoored uh, from reality and from his oath. And I think the vice president taking over and ensuring that the next couple of weeks are a peaceful transfer is essential right now to the continuation of this strong union. I think it's obvious that there are people that their own political survival demands that they create a different narrative to what happened yesterday and creating a different narrative is going to lead to something like this happening again or maybe worse. Now, you saw what happened yesterday. Um, I know that you were not there because I know your baby is going to come any day now. You are on a labor watch. The Cheneys were the only Republicans who were seen at a commemoration event at the Capitol. Given where we are a year later, do you recognize your party? No, I, I don't. And, you know, it's it's gotten to a point where, you know, when I was six years old, I, I became a Republican because I liked the idea of strong national defense, you know, limited government. I still believe in that. But what has changed is the use of conspiracy, the absolute lack of courage to call it out, uh, the fear that permeates leaders of the Republican Party against a man that is basically insane, you know, sending out press releases from Mar-a-Lago. Um, it's unrecognizable. And, and it's sad because the Republican Party will exist. And, and it's a major political party in the United States. We need conservative voices out there as well. And but it is it is lost in a lot of people's minds, any credibility. And it's going to take a while to get it back. We've got look, we have a, a truth crisis in this party. And that is the first thing we have to get back to is truth. You can have different opinions, but you can't have a different truth. Uh, Kinsinger is not kidding. The Republican, of course, we all know has have a truth problem, but he also has the courage to not only say we need to start telling the truth and it's going to take a while for us to recover from that, but he also made mention of something we all know. Donald Trump is insane. And he laments that for the average Republican leaders, 
to be following the footsteps of the insane is in its own right insane. Last week, I told you guys, my wonderful PDR posse, that I was going to prepare in a sort of like a promo ad for my book so that I don't have to keep repeating the same thing over and over in different ways and taking more time than necessary. So I got it down to a minute and 20 seconds to describe my books and tell folks why it is that they need to go ahead and please support us by getting our books. Check this out. I want you guys to tell me what you think about it and what changes you think I should make to version 2.0 of it. Here it goes. I'm Igberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. Now tell me what you think about it. I really, really want your honest opinion and tell me what else you think I need to add to it, if anything. And what I want to do, however, is something else. I'd like to get all of you who've gotten the books to look into your, to take your cell phone, look into the cell phone and tell me what book you have or books you have of, of uh, politics done right and just say why you like it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a collage of this together that says, hey, this person likes the, you know, all, put, put you guys together that shows you like, you got the book, you like the book and what you thought about the book. If you guys can send me some videos, you know, cell phone videos of that, I'll create a collage and also put it up right here in the show, put it on YouTube. And guess what? During our fundraising on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, I'll also place for you guys as well. And guess what that gives you? Some national exposure on the Pacifica Network. Because you know what, man? Love what we do here to make a change to America. So let's get busy. Recently, Joe Scarborough did a piece that I think everybody needs to listen to. Uh, it, it is pretty much showing that what Republican politicians are doing right now is really taking advantage of their own. And until we can get or present this information to those folks to let them see you're nothing but pieces of dollars for these guys. Check this out and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. That includes your past and current investments. There's a an air of appearance that that maybe some shenanigans are going on. You know, I don't think that's. I assume that that's Senator, not the case. What I are you talking it's not about? The case. My, but, my financial disclosures are public knowledge and have been so. You are getting amazingly wrong information. 
So uh, uh, I, I cannot find them. Our office cannot find them. Where would they be if they're public knowledge? Sen- Sen- Where? It is totally accessible to you if you want it. For the public. Is it accessible to the, to the public? public? Okay. To the public. Great. We look Sen- forward to reviewing it. You are totally incorrect. Well, we look Marshall, forward to reviewing it. What a moron. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Dr. Fire, Anthony Fauci. He should fire his staff, right? Because if they can't find Fauci's disclosure forms on the web. Oh, they can. Those, those people should yeah, be, wow, can. I'm just taking them at his word. Let's fire yeah. those people who they can't operate looked. the World Wide Web. They don't want to find them. What was heard on a hot mic during a Senate hearing yesterday uh, was Fauci saying what he really thought about <laughs> a Republican Senator, Roger Marshall of Kansas, also in that hearing. And what has become a common occurrence Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky grilled Dr. Fauci on his handling of the pandemic at one point, accusing him of stifling other medical opinions. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. Planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists. Senator, you are distorting everything about me. The purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. What happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there and I have life that threats upon my life. On December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. Senator Paul was fundraising off of it, sending out this email urging reporter, uh, supporters to, quote, fire Fauci by donating today. And, you know, I, this isn't funny. I mean, this is sick. I don't think Dr. Fauci thought it was funny. I think what Rand Paul is doing is downright sick. Well, they're all and grifters. I mean, they're, they're grifters. All gr- they're, they're sick. They're all grifters. And Joe, it, you know, it's hard not to get extremely upset to see this happening. Yeah. In a hearing at the Capitol where we are trying to run a country and keep people safe and have the best scientists uh, be given a platform to help Americans be safe. And this idiot is raising money off of defaming him. We're trying to get through a pandemic and you have these idiots, these blowhards who make it some sort of conspiracy theory party for themselves is hard to watch. And it must be very hard to be Dr. Fauci. Well, um, hard to be a lot of people, actually, who have been the targets of, of these sort of attacks. Dr. Fauci, one of them. But again, it, it comes down 
the end of the day, people just being grifters. And we, we get more, we're getting more and more evidence of that because more and more text messages are leaking and people say one thing on television and they say something else off television, uh, on January the 6th. Or as it pertains to this, uh, you know, you, you, you look at the fact that people are using this to raise money. They're using this to get votes. They're using this to get uh, to get eyes, you know, more eyeballs on on uh, their their primetime cable news shows. But you look at you look at the, the election, the stop the steal. It's a million dollar industry. There's a great Washington Post uh, article last week talking about how they've all turned against each other in the stop the steal community because, you know, they've only got a limited market share and everybody's tearing in to try to get the money. Uh, I talked about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker last week. All of this, all of this that we've seen, the age of Trump, it's all uh, at the end of the day, including Donald Trump, who is a moderate Democrat, lived his life as a moderate Democrat, but realized he could grift off the Republican Party for votes and money. It's all a PTL club scheme. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it, it, it's remarkable that you have the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker show that has been shifted over to American government. And it's been used to grift people. Rand Paul knows better. He, he certainly, they, they all know better. Body can understand. It is a PTL club scheme. So says Joe Scarborough. And that is true. They are fighting each other to see who can get the most money out of those Republicans that they're scaring. Who can get those the most amount money to from those Republicans, they're telling, hey, those other people are out to get you. Give us your money and we will protect you from those other people. It's not at all difficult to see what they're doing here. Unfortunately, when you are in that ball, when you are so scared, you are unable to act. Well, let's hope that your friends, your families that are following this BS, that you can get to them. Show them some of these videos. Make sure that they understand that they're nothing more than cash cows for these people who are using them, who are scaring them, who are doing all that is necessary to profit from them. Well, we're at that time now. And you know what? It wasn't Breach MCP who reminded me or Nanette Bird Smith who reminded me or all my great folks who reminded me that I needed to do this. It's time to say, folks, please remember, if you are listening to this on YouTube, please go ahead and click that join button. Click that join button right now and become a part of the PDR Posse through YouTube. Now, if you don't see a join button on your YouTube channel, please remember to go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. If you go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, yours truly is going to tell you why you should subscribe on the YouTube network to support our program. Alternatively, you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Why? That is another form of supporting Politics Done Right through the Patreon network, another place that supports ideas and, and, and artistry like we do here in the form of politics for you. politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, spell P-A-T-R-E-O-N. One of the better places to support us as well is via PayPal. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash PayPal. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash PayPal. You can choose either a one-time support contribution 
or you can do it over several, however you want to do it. If you want to do it on a monthly basis, that would be fine. Kind of help with our cash flow so that we can get all the things that we do need to get done, done. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Alternatively, please remember, you can get our our hoodies, our t-shirts, our masks, our hats, cups, all that good stuff by going to politicsdoneright.com slash store politicsdoneright.com slash store and by the way if you go ahead and you get one of our t-shirts hoodies or cups or whatever do like what many of others have done including bridge mcp roberto lewis uh uh, uh cummins and all these other guys and said egberto i'm sending you a picture with my cup i'm sending you a picture with my hoodie all that good stuff so that we can also have it in our repertoire of stuff to show people that is politicsdoneright.com slash store you can also get our books again i earlier i, I gave the new promo that i did for the books in the, earlier in the in the segment but you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash books politicsdoneright.com slash books to get our books of course, there is the catch-all. What is the catch-all? The catch-all says, well, Egberto, I can't remember all those links that you gave me. Well, guess what you can do? You can go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. And you have all the different methods in which you can support this program. Because, folks, you know what? When you do this kind of work, we are, we are entrusted to you. We do need your support. We make sure we don't, we don't, the corporatocracy doesn't own us. So we don't have to watch what we say here. We can just give you the unfiltered truth. And I guarantee you that's what we do. Do we make mistakes every so often? Absolutely so. And you know what? We have enough of a, of, of a readership, enough of a listenership, enough of a watchship that actually, whenever there is a slip, whenever there is a mistake, we're told right away. And guess who is always willing and ready to say, I created a little screw up there, but I want to make sure everybody hears about it because here it is only about the truth and that's what we want you to support. Independent media that it's only owned by you. It only supports you and it makes sure that what the information that you're getting is not biased in any form away from the truth. Is our information biased towards a progressive meme? Of course. But it's also biased towards truth. So please, folks, don't forget all the different links. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Politicsandright.com slash Store. Politicsandright.com slash Books. And the catch-all, politicsandright.com slash support. We couldn't get Bill back better. You know, Manchin said, we can't do it. After all, if we give money to those people and my people in West Virginia, they're going to take the time off and go hunting. They're going to go and those mothers that are sitting back there in the streets, they're going to go buy drugs. That's what Joe Manchin said, right? Didn't want to give any, any kind of compensation to his constituents, the poorest people in the darn country. And he couldn't help them. He couldn't help educate them. But you know what Congress has no problems doing? Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Because if this doesn't make your blood crawl and show you the deficit in the morality of many of our politicians, nothing will. Check this out. 
All right, you need them in everything, your phones, your cars, you name it. But right now, a global computer chip shortage is driving up prices and limiting the supply of everything from iPhones to new cars. To help combat that, a bipartisan piece of legislation, you heard that right, called the Chips for America Act is waiting to be passed by the House. The bill would invest tens of billions of dollars into U.S. manufacturing of computer chips over the next five to ten years. There's a lot of urgency around this from both parties. So we're joined by folks from both parties, Democratic Congressman Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey and Republican Congressman Don Bacon of Nebraska. Gentlemen, good to have you on this morning. Uh, Josh, if I could begin with you, 37% of you of semi, the U.S. had 37% of world semiconductor production uh, a number of years ago. Now it's down to 12%. Uh, Taiwan and China still dominate production. If these bills pass, there's one in the House and the Senate. How quickly does that change? I mean, this bill would be a game changer. You just pointed out the biggest problem here is that we used to have dominance in the United States over yeah. these chips, which you know, which are critical to everything from ventilators to cars, mm-hmm. to refrigerators. Um, uh, we need to increase our domestic manufacturing. If, if COVID taught us anything, it's how important it is to imp- improve and increase what we do here at home. Um, this would make a significant investment with uh, mm-hmm. with helping encourage domestic production and research and development, which is what's needed. Uh, as Don, I'll tell you, this is an area where we completely agree. The Problem yeah. Solvers Caucus, which we're both in, are fully behind. Uh, it's now out of the Senate waiting in the House for action. Uh, we got to get this done. There's no reason we can't. Yeah. It came out overwhelmingly bipartisan in the Senate. Now it's time mm-hmm. for us to act and get moving here. Yeah, one of those areas where the parties are in agreement. Uh, Congressman Bacon, how much of this is based on fears of China's threat to Taiwan, the possibility of invasion there? And then immediately, you know, you, you lose a big portion of the world uh, that, that we depend on for these chips. And Jim, that's a very good point. Uh, Taiwan is under threat right now from China. We rely quite a bit on Taiwan for our semiconductors. And we can't be dependent on overseas for such a, a, a big part of our economy. We just see it with our automobiles, as Josh already mentioned. Uh, without those semiconductors, you know, people are waiting seven, eight, nine months to get a new car right now. Yep. And so, but you're, you're right, Taiwan is vulnerable. Uh, we get a lot of our semiconductors from Taiwan. And uh, that's a, that's a huge issue. Yeah, I mean, cars basically now they're like computers with four wheels, right? I mean, everything's dependent on chips. Exactly. Whatever happened to the market is intelligent? Let the market decide. The market is smart. The market, you know, whenever we talk about money in and uh, trying to tax or or try to give regulations, the first thing they said is no. Let the market decide. The market is smart. Why don't we let the market decide that? If you want to be able to not have problems during supply chain issues, that you manufacture your damn products in the United States of America, that you employ Americans, that instead of making a whole bunch of money for a whole bunch of big fat cats by eliminating jobs here and paying slave labor overseas and then reimporting the product, that somehow... It's better for the for the plutocrats, but of course we suffer on all ends. But what do you want to do now? Now that they've moved all their factories overseas, now that they're bringing the semiconductors from overseas, and we have a pandemic that has proven to stall the supply chain because of the private sector, not because of anything the government has done, not because of anything we the people have done. You've stalled the the supply chain. And who do you want to fix it? Who comes to your rescue? We the people. You want to pass a bill to give billions of dollars to the private sector to encourage them to manufacture here in the States. And guess what? 
after that investment, who makes a profit again? The damn plutocrats. Once again, they take our money in all forms possible with all types of excuses. And you know what we can't get? Build back better. What about educating those kids so that they'll grow up to be engineers and scientists to manufacture those chips the way that Taiwan does it, the way that China does it, the way that Germany does it, the way that Brazil does it? Why don't we educate our kids to do that? Oh, we won't do that, right? We, you know, we make the market decide. Well, you know, I like I've spoken about so often, there ain't no darn market. It's a mythical market. The market was created to abstract, to make you believe that there's some, some ordinance that we, some world ordinance, some divine ordinance that we must follow in an economic system. People, we have been snowed for decades. We have been snowed for decades and decades and decades, and we have to learn and stop. You see how easy it was for bipartisanship to give money to corporations. You see how easy that, that little chat was? Now think about how difficult the chat was for Build Back Better. You remember how easy the chat was for the hardware infrastructure. You know why? Because they built roads and guess who get rich from roads? The big fat cats who make cement, steel, and all these other items. Guess who gets all that cash? But when it talks about helping humanity, helping the students, helping the mothers and fathers of America, we can't find it. Joe Manchin, who's supposed to be a Democrat, says they're going to spend their money buying drugs. They're going to spend their money going hunting. So it's not only the other that they're marginal marginalizing now. It's their own. Remember what I've told you guys over and over and over again. When you have done sucked it all from the other, the next person they're coming is for you. Don't you ever forget it. It's time for us to do the right thing and like the right people. And by the way, before I'm, I'm running a little long in this, this particular video, but I want to warn us of all of something very important. They want you to be disappointed in the Biden administration. They want you to be disappointed that a whole lot of stuff is not getting done. Of course, it's not getting done because the plutocracy has their feet, their, their, their boot against the neck of many politicians. That's why it's not happening. But they want you to be depressed because in 2022, they want to make sure that you don't elect progressives who are going to make a change. Don't fall for it. You go vote in those primaries. You go elect progressives and you make sure to vote in 2022 and keep more progressives in Congress and keep more progressives elsewhere. It is imperative. It is your survival. It is existential. Remember. Look, folks, like I said before, this is an abbreviated version of politics done right on Martin Luther King's day. Maybe you're hearing it on MLK Day. Maybe you're hearing it on some other day on the Pacifica Network or elsewhere. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the program. We simply, simply cannot do this without you. It is you who make Politics Done Right possible and other independent media shows like this possible. Please continue your support. Please continue to listen. Please continue to share. We need you. We are the ones who actually make the change. You hear me say that all the time, but it is not just a cliche. It is a truthful statement.
we are the one that's going to be responsible for making for making the change from the bottom up. My name is Egberto Willis, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.